anyone ever told you you dream too big, that you have too many ideas, that you need to be realistic? What if there was a career and lifestyle that you could completely design yourself that enables you to do what makes your heart truly sing and helps millions of people benefit from what you have to offer? One that provided you with all the money you need to thrive, not just survive. That is the life of an enlightened entrepreneur. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show, dedicated to the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened entrepreneurs worldwide, with your host, Mariana Cooper, founder of AHA Moments, Inc. and AHAMomentsInc.com. Her motto, oh yes, you can have what you want, and you deserve it too. Join us for the next hour and learn to trust your AHA Moments to lead the way to a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari. Hello there, it's Mari, and welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened entrepreneurs worldwide. And I am finally live once again. I can't believe it. It's been so many weeks. I've been on the road, and we had the tele-summit, and I actually just took the red eye this morning. I got back home from California, and uh, I'm so delirious. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing a live show tonight. I don't know what was on my mind, but I think it's because I missed all of you, and um, I'm looking forward to tonight's show. So we're going to start off with housekeeping, as we always do, and then we're going to get into de-stress, decompress, get energized, and thrive. That's our theme for tonight. And I'll be taking your calls, and we'll be doing some uh, readings tonight. So if you want to call in, you can call in at 347 215 9485. So I want to hear from you guys. And I know on the Telesummit we're not a we don't do a live live calls. We're always typing in questions. So it'll be good to hear your voices. Please, please, please call in. Don't make me be lonely tonight. I'm looking forward to chatting with you. So let's talk a little bit about what's coming up next. Today is actually the last day, the final day of sales for the Telesummit. So if you didn't get a special offer that you wanted access to. We had extended it several days. Um, so you can still access uh, my special offer and the special offers of the other speakers. Um, if you go on the website at um, the 2012, no, thetransformation2012.com and click on any of our bios, uh, any of our pictures on there, uh, if the speaker has an offer, you'll be able to access their offer from there. And as of tomorrow morning, that will be gone and we'll be done with that telesummit completely. So hopefully you enjoyed it. Thank you so much. I met a lot of you at Dane's event over the weekend. It was amazing. And thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for coming up to me and letting me know how much you're enjoying the show and the podcast. That actually really gives me a lot of inspiration and uh, and just momentum to keep going and to grow this into even bigger and better things. So thank you so much for all of your warm hugs and well wishes and compliments and questions. I, I so appreciate that. Um, and guess what? I have my own live event coming up. I will be doing a live event here in New Jersey, in East Rutherford. So I'll be right outside of New York City, about 30 minutes out, not even, probably 15 minutes from New York City. Um, and it'll be June 26th. And I will actually be teaching the bars, access 
um, consciousness has an energy process, a, a body. It's actually a body healing and balancing process called the bars. And uh, I'll be going into more about that over the coming weeks, and I'm going to have a site up about it, you know, a page up and a registration page and all that good stuff. But it's actually a full-day class, and you'll be certified to actually give, give bars. And also you'll receive the bars twice, and you'll learn all about um, how the, how it all works and how transformational this process is. So I was really excited about it. I'm a certified bars trainer now, um, in with Dane's company, and I just I just had my bars run so many times, and it was just over the last couple of years, and it's just the, one of the best. And I'm a Reiki master, and I'm I am certified to do a whole lot of things that I never tell anybody about. But this particular process has worked better than anything I have personally experienced or physically experienced ever. So I decided that I'm going to take the plunge and start teaching it. So that's going to be um, my first live event actually in two years. I haven't done anything since my Summit by the Sea. We are going to be doing a Summit by the Sea, though, in the spring of next year. Probably actually yeah, around March or April of next year. So we'll start talking about that in a few months, too. Um, but live events are on Mari's calendar. So <laughs> that's kind of our one of our big next steps. Also, um, my Intuition Master's program for June. We're taking applications. I have a few spots. That's my advanced program for people who want to work with me one-on-one and um, want to be part of a group of like-minded, uh, I say gals, sometimes we have guys, but of like-minded individuals. It's a, it's a very high-end um, program for those of you who want to really dig in and not just work on learning about intuition, but really about living your life consciously and um, kind of living one, life one aha moment at a time, really making huge changes in your world and, and just being able to have somebody who's supporting you uh, week to week. So you can look at that and apply because it's an invitation application only program. So I am accepting applications now for the June sessions. Um, and they're three-month subscriptions. So it's June, July, August for our summer our summer um, thing. And we have private sessions and we also have group uh, sessions and there's angel readings and all kinds of stuff in there. So you can go to ahamomentsinc.com slash intuitionmasters. That's ahamomentsinc.com slash intuitionmasters and, um, and see if you'd like to apply. I'd love to... Um, work with you and have you on our in our group that would be awesome so i think that's it for housekeeping oh doing a few readings actually in june as well um i'm going to have my summer reading schedule jamie's working on it for me now she's been yelling at me give me time on that calendar of yours we need times because we have a little bit of a waiting list but if you'd like to schedule a reading you can do that now for the summer sessions um, and I would highly suggest you do it sooner than later because once they book up, I'm only doing a, a block of them. So once they book up, then we'll be, you know, moving on to the fall, um, the fall slot. So just decide to do them quarterly, so or seasonally. I guess it's still quarterly. Um, so you can do, look at that on ahamomentsinc.com/readings. So I think that's it for now. Um, yeah, let's get on to the content. Let's talk about what we're actually going to. Uh, get all the content that we're going to talk about tonight and the the topics. And I'm sorry if I'm stuttering a little bit. I am so jet lagged right now. My mouth is like going and my head is sort of back on Pacific time. And I'm like, whoa, this came up really fast. And I didn't have any sleep because I was on this ridiculously long, loud plane ride um, from from L.A. all night. But um, okay, so it's a great topic. And when I wrote the topic, I was in sunny California, just hanging out, talking about de-stressing, you know, now I'm like, Oh 
gosh, uh, can I talk about this? Anyway, de-stress, decompress, get energized and thrive. Let's talk about this because, you know, so many people, and I know I got a, a, some emails from you guys and um, some responses about this particular topic because it definitely comes, um, you know, a lot of people are going through this. And there's a couple of things that are going on. First of all, energetically, things have really speeded up. So, what happens is when we have these big energy shifts like we've had, and we talked about this in the Telesummit, we have not only a shift in energy, but a shift in the way that our bodies are reacting to that energy. The energy is much faster now. So, you know, what used to take, let's say, a year to get done will actually start to come about in a month, or maybe it'll come back about in a day. You know, it's a much, it's a much quicker turnaround time from thought to creation. And that turnaround time um, is is sometimes a little disconcerting, even if it's something good. Sometimes you say, oh, I really want this to happen, and then it does, like almost too fast, right? So you start to stress that way. Then you have um, situations where uh, negative things come up much quicker too. So you might say, okay, well, I think um, I'm worried about something, and then all of a sudden something pops up, and it's, you know, it's kind of the negative or you're moving along pretty good. And then, you know, it's kind of like we call it salt and peppering the soup. One minute things seem to be going good. Then they start to drop off. Then they seem to go good. Then they start to drop off and it kind of goes back and forth. And what happens, one of the reasons why that's happening is that because the energy is so potent right now and so powerful, um, the negative stuff gets amplified just as much as the positive stuff. And remember, however you feel about whatever it is that you want is is the driving force. It's the gasoline. It's like pouring gasoline on a fire. Your emotions, you have your intention, and that's like the fire. And then your emotions fuel the flame. And your emotions and your feelings about whatever it is, if it's if your emotions are filled with laughter and joy and excitement and gratitude, then you're going to fuel the flame in a positive way and you're going to start to get this positive momentum of things happening. If you're fueling it with worry and doubt and guilt and you know and and confusion and chaos, then you're going to get that and that's going to fuel the flame. The flame is neutral. It doesn't really know whether it's good gasoline or not gasoline, if it's supposed to grow to, you know, make a nice warm, cozy fire in the fireplace or if it's supposed to be a bonfire or if it's supposed to burn down the house. You know, that fire doesn't really know. It's really what you flavor it with. So the first thing is to start to really pay attention to your thoughts. Now, you may have heard this. I'm sure you have if you've been doing any kind of consciousness work or, you know, metaphysical work or, you know, just contemplating uh, life in general. I'm sure you've heard, you know, your thoughts create your reality. And it's, sometimes it's so hard. I go through this myself because I'm a very emotional person by by nature. I'm, they, my friends call me high strung. I wouldn't go as far as to say that, but, you know, hey, <laughs> probably, yeah. Um, and... So I always have to remind myself, like, okay, Mari, like, knock it off, relax, come on, easy, easy. My father, he, he passed away. Actually, his birthday would have been this weekend. He used to say to me, Mary, keep your cool, keep your cool, keep your cool. And I every so I hear him saying it when I'm, like, getting later to have one of my, you know, <laughs> I hear, keep your cool, keep your cool. And so um, it always reminds me. But one of the reasons why we stress and why is because we feel out of control. We feel like we can't control an outcome. We feel like we can't we, we don't have control over how other people are going to approve or disapprove, how situations are gonna circumstances are gonna work out or not work out. And so what we do is we start to worry and fret. And then we get excited about it and so then we get a good 
you know the the fuel starts to the flame starts to go high in a in a positive way. Then we start to get. Um, I'll make sure I turn my phone off. My phone is like ringing here. I'm sorry. And then so then we start to get worried, and then um, the you know the fuel goes in a negative way. So and then we start to react to everything that's happening to us outside in our environment. That is where the stress comes from, is because we live in reaction to what we're seeing with a disconnection to the fact that we're actually creating it energetically ourselves. And so then we start to come to conclusions about what we're seeing. And then those conclusions literally cut off and shut down the capacity for something greater to happen. So if you are reacting and responding to in an emotional way to things that are out in front of you not recognizing subconsciously that you've actually created those things with your thoughts and emotions okay and your intentions and then you start to spin i call it the washing machine spin you start to spin in what you see and then you start because you're fueling the fire with that you know not so good gasoline it's turning into a bonfire it's setting the house on fire and then you start to panic, and it just creates this vicious cycle. That's where the stress comes in. Now, can you control anybody else's um, behavior, response to you, or you know, liking of you, or accepting of you, or them choosing whatever it is you offer? No. But can you flavor your energy with magnetism, flavor your energy and create spaciousness around yourself with your own thoughts, emotions, feelings, intentions, and then create what I call or cast what I call a glamour around yourself, making your energy magnetic, making your energy attractive to what you desire, and settling down and creating spaciousness around yourself. Yes, you have a lot more control. The control doesn't come in controlling the toxic people in your life. And I, I know I had one email come in of a, last year sometime. Some lady said, Mari, there's no such thing as toxic people. There's only toxic situations. You shouldn't refer to people as toxic people. And I go, well, you know, that's an interesting point of view, but I think there are such things as toxic people. I kind of stay away from them. So, um, and you should too. Everybody can have their own point of view about that. But if you see that you are kind of attracting needily, you know, needy or needlesome, meddlesome people, or I say needly meaning like a sewing needle, like the kind of pricky people, prickly people in your environment, it's it's probably a lot based on where your energy is. And if you're spinning and spinning and spinning, what you'll notice is you get a lot of spinning and spinning people around you. When you get centered and focused, um, it's amazing how you get more centered and focused people around you. In fact, I was having this conversation with Dane. We had gone out to lunch with several people that were helping him with his business, and we all got along. It was the most amazing thing. We all do telesummits. We all do radio shows. And, you know, we had this kind of power lunch thing. And um, we all just, it was just like a, a brain trust. It was amazing. And he's like, my gosh, you know, it's amazing how no one's competitive. Everybody is in there, each other's corner. We're just in that space in our careers, all of us, where we're ready to contribute and to be collaborative because we recognize that we don't have to, um, you know, to compete and and uh, 
catastrophize things and, and you know that there's this, that we're all kind of in it in this with the same intention we want to raise consciousness in the world we want to get people's work out to the world and all the different things and projects so it was just it was such a great sharing now would we do that with anybody no a day not myself not any of the women sitting at the table and you know no because we've kind of earned you know you kind of earned that you know, you can create that just by managing your own energy. Every single person at that table really works on themselves, really works with all these principles that we talk about and lives it. You walk your talk, you know, and you will see if you do the same thing, and you probably have seen it already in your own life, that you will start to attract. If you look around, you look at friends and who, you know, who can you count on, who can you count on, who's dropped off, who's showing up. And where they're at, and you'll see. And when they drop off, they drop off for a reason. Maybe you've outgrown each other. Maybe it's just not a good fit. But you don't want to scrape and try to force someone to stay in your world if they're ready to move along, you know? That resistance is another thing that creates a heavy amount of stress. So if you're living reactionary, you're not managing your thoughts, and you're resistant to what is. You're resistant to growth and change. You know, change is a very interesting thing. Because it can be, if if you've already done the change, it'll feel like nothing's happening because you're already in alignment with it. So it'll feel like uh, what nothing's happening. <laughs> but you're already there. The change has already happened. So nothing's happening because it's already happened and you're already there. So since there's so, no, no difference between you and what the change was because now you are the change, it'll feel there's this sense of emptiness sometimes when you've made a big change. Then there's also that polarity of change, the change before it's happened, but it's in the process, and that's where your whole world starts to shake up. You say, okay, I want to change jobs, and then all of a sudden, you know, you start to feel kind of constricted where you are. Why? Because the universe is letting you know that you're growing. In order for you to get in alignment with the new space that you should, you know, that you'll be at where you can make the greatest contribution for, you know, a new job, you have to start to let go of the old job. And a lot of times that will start to uh, manifest itself as chaos, as stress, um, as you know, various and sundry things and warning signs, um, relationships within the business or within the um, job structure change in a sort of a weird way. Uh, there's, there's um, you know, you might feel like your your office space is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. It's because you're expanding. You're expanding. I know if you've ever been to any of these big spiritual workshops like this one I was at with Dane, I said to him, you know, when I go home, my house is going to feel too small because we all expanded so much. And when I got back into New Jersey today, I'm driving uh, from the airport and I'm driving into town and I, I mean, I love where I live. Love it, love it, love it. I have a total love affair with where I live. Um, the town anyway, <laughs> and I'm driving it, and everything looked different. The colors looked different. The roads seemed a little smaller. Um, I, I felt really disoriented, and that was because we had gone through so much expansive change, you know, so much expansive change. And so you kind of feel like you have to sort of pour yourself back into a genie bottle to get back to where you were. Well, the point is you don't want to pour yourself back. You don't want to go back. What you do is you just say, okay, I'm going to choose to stay expanded, even in this space that, you know, it, even if it does feel disoriented, 
I'm going to choose to stay in the sense of spaciousness, in the sense of expansion. And I'm going to call on the universe to expand the rest of my world to match my new vibration. See, because if you, if you're studying, if you're going through these, um, different things that we're talking about right now, and you start expanding yourself, it inevitably will change your relationships with people. It will change the way people respond to you in public. It will change the way your house feels, the way your job feels, even the way your car feels, the way your clothes feel. Sometimes you just say, hey, you know what? These clothes don't match who I am anymore. You know, I, I don't, this doesn't express how I feel. You know, and people say, a lot of people will call and say, Mari, I just want to get back to this time where things were going good. You never really want to get back to anything. What you want to do is get forward to yourself. You want to get to that expanded state of yourself. And if that has some uh, resemblance to some other way that you were in the past, maybe you were a real go-getter and then you had a loss in your life and so you sort of pulled in and you felt like, you know, depressed and then you're coming out of the depression and you're going back into or you're going forward into this new way, you're using that old way as a point of reference. But remember, you don't want to hold on to the past. That old way is a totally different vibration and not only just for your own vibration, but for the vibration of the earth. What you were doing 10 years ago, I don't care how great it was, is nowhere near the capacity of what you can do now. And if the, at the very least, it's going to be so easy for you to do, um, so much easier for and more efficient for you to make the kind of progress that may have taken you five years back in the past, you're going to be able to do it so much more efficiently. You know, my mom and I always talk about this. It doesn't pay to keep old appliances because they always upgrade them, right? And they become more efficient and they're power, more powerful and they're with greater ease and less expense. And so it's kind of the same thing with your energy. So you don't want to try to get back to where you used to be. You want to have the courage to go forward to where you are and, and greater. So I can't believe, thank God Sam told me it was break time because I've gotten so used to these telesummits being 90 minutes long with no commercials. I was just on a roll. I was on the freight train going down the content road here, talking and talking and talking. But we got to our first break. So on the other side of the break, I'm going to be taking your calls. I have a, an email question, a couple of email questions that came in too. I'll be taking your calls. This number is 347-215-9485. It's 347 2159485. I'm Mari, you're listening to the Aha Moments Radio Show, and we will be right back. ever get a hunch about something and ignore it, only to find out later you were right after all? Do you know that you're intuitive but need help interpreting what you get? Need quick answers to burning questions but don't have the time to wait for a private reading? Then Mari's Intuitive Living Oracle Cards are the tool for you. 45 gorgeous laminated cards and a full book of interpretations come together in a beautiful velvet bag. The cards have been designed and energized to give you the answers right now. No more sleepless nights weighing pros and cons. Ask the cards your questions and see what message your intuition has for you. To learn more and get your deck now, go to the store at www.ahamomentsinc.com and click on the Intuitive Living Cards now. That's the store at ahamomentsinc.com. 
the answers are truly within your reach. Are you at a crossroads in your life? Facing big decisions about your life purpose, business, relationships, or other major issues? Are you wondering why you may be delayed in getting what you want? Or if you have special guides, who are helping you? Then investing in a private intuitive reading with Mari is just what you need. As a third generation spiritual intuitive, Mari has worked with thousands of clients over the past 18 years. During your private session, you will learn who your guides are. Receive insight on the core issues that need attention and get new perspective, clarity, and inspiration on what to do next. To register, go to www.ahamomentsinc.com and click on the Work With Mari tab to get all of the details. There are a limited number of spots each month, so go to www.ahamomentsinc.com for yours now. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Dane here. I'd like to invite you to an adventure in being. I've just written and finished a new book called Being You, Changing the World. Are you one of those dreamers? One of those people who've always known that other possibilities should be available, but haven't yet been able to create them as your reality? Well, I wrote this book specifically for you. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com now to begin this journey of discovery with me as I offer you a free audio chapter as my gift to get you started. In it, you'll find tools, processes, and unique perspectives to change the things you've always wanted to change but didn't know how. Are you aware that truly great people, truly being them, is the only thing that has ever created a great change on this planet? Being you changing the world invites you to explore a totally different possibility that you may have never considered before. So, are you willing to step up? Are you willing to truly be you? Then join me at beingyoubook.com now to get your free chapter as my gift to you. I'm looking forward to our journey together. That's beingyoubook.com. What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change the world requires? Step back in time to the very beginning, before life as we know it existed. Stones have been on this earth since before the inception of man. They are keepers of ancient wisdom and messages. Tap into the profound wisdom of stones and let your journey begin at the Rock Girl Sacred Stone School. Let the Rock Girl take you back to those ancient days to learn firsthand the language and the secrets of stones. The Rock Girl will teach you how to develop your very own technique of communicating with them, allowing you to embark on your own path of self-discovery. Courses include Reiki, psychic development, chakra balancing and auric cleansing, hands-on healing, and more. Visit sacredstoneschool.com for classes and workshops taught exclusively by The Rock Girl of therockgirl.com. listening to the AHA Moments radio show. I'm Mari, and today we are talking about de-stress, decompress, get energized, and thrive. 
And so I wanted to talk about kind of three stages of this, and then we'll get to some of your questions and and comments and all that good stuff. And You know, one of the things you want to ask yourself when you're looking at something that's stressing you out, especially if it's a project, Okay, and this is that's kind of the nature of what um, I'm talking about now. If it's like a, a project, um, you and you want to know, like, should I continue this thing? Is it going to work? Is it not going to work? You have to look at the stage. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end. So the beginning, recognize that anything when you're starting, there's a, this like excitement and this this you know joy and all this whatever. I'm uh, actually in the process of developing a TV series and. Um, and I was, and I wrote like 30 episodes of this thing on the plane, and you know, and I was talking to Dane, and we've got these casting directors and all these different things, and all of a sudden it went from the, you know, of course we're talking and over lunch, and it's like this big, you know, big ideas, and oh, oh we could do this, and you could do that, and you could do this, and then I sat down um, while I was waiting for the air, for the for my plane to come home, sitting down writing this thing. I start writing out every episode and finishing the treatment. I'm like, oh, my God, the details. So all of a sudden it went from this idea phase into an action phase, and with that came a whole different level of stress because all of a sudden the details and the structure of this thing and, you know, I'm a producer anyway, so I know, you know, it did, but it, I kind of got, I got just sucked right down into the world of all of the minutia that goes with actually creating this big vision, you know. And so with that comes a sense of chaos, right? It, it's like there is a compression. There is a compression where you say, really? Oh, God, that's not the fun part. But, you know, when it's up and running and, and the show's airing and all is well, then, of course, you're going to get the reward on the back end. But recognize that after you get it, if you're a visionary, you're, and a lot of you are, I know, it's so great to play with ideas, right? It's very romantic, very, you know, exciting, and, oh, you can go in all these different directions, especially if you're an entrepreneur. We're really good for this. And then all of a sudden it hits to the rubber meets the road, and we've got to make this thing happen. And the actual, we call generative energy that, or creative energy where you're actually creating this thing isn't always fun. It's not. So I tell myself, Mara, just slog it out. Just keep writing. Just keep, <laughs> just keep writing. And when I feel the energy of it wane, when it feels like it's now a chore and I'm sort of chugging at it, then I stop and I give myself a break and I take a day off, a week off or whatever, a couple of days off, depending on you know the realities of my time frames. And then I start again. So when you're looking at your own projects, especially if it's a creative project or it's a, you know any kind of work work type project that's requiring your creative energy allow yourself to notice the flow of the energy okay i happen to look at whatever i'm doing as its own consciousness i'll look at the this tv show as its own consciousness and say okay well how can i contribute to you and it and it lets me know and i start writing and writing right and then all of a sudden the energy drops i'm like okay that's good for today i'm like are you complete for today yes okay moving on and move on to the next project and i do the same thing for all my other projects and since i took on that that um, point of view and that mindset um, I hate the word mindset so that oh I don't know okay I'll use the word mindset because I'm too jet lagged to think of a better word oh boy um, but you take on that that mindset then it you know once you do that it it will show you it will show you its energy it will show you its ebb and its flow you know and I projects are a lot like kids they come in spurts they show up in spurts you know, they'll say, oh, I'm ready. Here, write this, and write this, and write this, and write this. And, okay, I'm done. Can I have something to drink now? You know, <laughs> that's really creative energy works like that. So one of the ways that you can stress yourself out is if you try to force yourself to go against, one, the energy, 
of the earth, you know. Two is going against the flow of the project. Three is thinking that you are the project yourself. Because then it has to come from your mental mind. It's not coming from the point of inspiration. See, the point of inspiration connects that greater infinite being of you, the God energy, however you want to call that, source energy, God, um, Jesus, uh, you know, what, consciousness, any of these things you want to call that, that thing that's greater than you, and your mental mind and your physical body. There's a linking that's happening there. Okay? So, if you're at the beginning of a project, chaos comes with change. If you're in the middle of the project, there's no light behind you anymore because you can't see where you kind of started the project because you're too far in. But you're also too far from the end to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And this is where people start to feel get a little disoriented because now the project just feels like you're sw- being swallowed up by it if you have the wrong point of view about it. So if you think of it as it's all you and you have to fix it and you have to make it happen and you have to, you know, uh, control how people are going to react to it and you who's going to buy it and who's going to watch it and who's going to do this and who's going to do that, you will get yourself completely lost in the tunnel. What is really important is to always stay aligned with the vision that you had and in the middle of a project, normally when it's going, it starts to expand. And when it expands, it goes in a different direction than your original vision. Always happens. Always happens. It starts to take on a life of its own. And yes, your vision was important, but allow it to shift and change if it needs to. You know, it's like you go to the store with this idea of these shoes you have to have. You just know these shoes are going to be this high and this kind of heel and this color. And then you get to the store and you're like, eh, it doesn't really work. I can't stand up in these shoes. I almost flipped over in these shoes. Okay, this isn't going to work. And then you you have a willingness. Yes, you're still buying shoes, but you have a willingness to try a different pair. So in when you're in the middle of something, if you want to de-stress yourself or decompress, the best way to do that is to allow yourself to change and flow with what you're doing as opposed to trying to control every single aspect or force it. Then the third thing is the end of the project when you're when it's time to get it out to the world now a lot of times um you know this this principles can be applied to relationships and all different kinds of things we don't have enough time for all that tonight to apply to every single thing but as you call in with your questions i can help you out with how to apply all this if you're going through something particular but when the time when the when there's a project comes to an end or a situation is coming to an end there's a different kind of energy there's an energy of again alignment so sometimes it feels like you're bored like, okay, I can't expand any further. Um, sometimes the energy stops. Sometimes the energy gets more exciting and more amped up because it's ready to be kind of given birth to, right, and to really expand and to invite other people to participate. And then you go into a different gear. Sometimes, though, and this is the piece I want to talk about, something comes to an end prematurely because it's just not meant to be. And you have to know when to let go. So when do you actually let go of something? Because a lot of times we actually hold on to things thinking we have to see it through to the end. We have to see it through to the end. And if we don't, we're going to, you know, and we can't get anything else done because you have to be a good good person and see it through to the end and be, you know, honorable and this and that. Well, guess what? Sometimes the lesson that came along with mounting the project or getting things started was all really you needed. Like sometimes the contribution to your life that this particular project is or situation um, came to serve can it is it, is in a comes through and then it's kind of done. Just like sometimes we meet somebody we think we're going to date them forever and then they're 
just it's like ah, oh, not so much, you know. And you think, oh my goodness, this was my person, this was it. And you know, sometimes they've already made their contribution. Maybe they were just helping you to tweak something about you so you can get to a much better person, to the next person, you know. So. The other way to know that a project is not or something needs to come to a complete end is if you're not doing it for you. If if it's somebody else's vision that you've put on yourself. And when that happens, when you're doing it for someone else, the energy will absolutely suck out of it and you will feel like you're just dragging. Like you just don't want to do it anymore. You can't do it. You just can't. And then you start beating yourself up, which is what causes that stress. So one of the best ways to re-energize yourself is to take an inventory. Take an inventory of what you're up to, whether it's relationships, you know, work projects, business projects, creative projects, various situations, and just take an overall life inventory. And if you really are honest with yourself and you say, okay, is this contributing to me in a, in a, in a way that's helping me to expand and grow and I feel a sense of joy, sense of peace, a sense of lightness, sense of excitement, even if it's still in a chaotic phase or in a very, very high energy phase, I know like like telesummits, it gets really, 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 really intense. But the gener- that, that underlying energy is still forward momentum and exciting and expansive, so you keep going, even though there's chunks of it that you really don't like to do. Um, but it's not a dead project. It still has life. So when that energy sort of starts to wane or really just stops, or you know that you're doing it for someone else and you're feeling no passion around it and it's feeling really heavy and you're getting headaches and your back is seizing up and all that kind of stuff, then it's probably time to let it go. Now, the only time I would say it's not time to let it go, you have to ask yourself, do I need to let this go? Or is there something I just don't know how to do that I need support? Sometimes it's a matter of delegating it to someone who knows how to do the piece you don't know how to do. It's not a matter of the project needs to go away. Sometimes it's just you need support. Sometimes you need a relationship counselor or you need somebody to teach you how to do Internet marketing or something to help you to get whatever it is you want to get forward. But so you ask yourself, is this a dead situation or is this a situation where I need more information and how? Okay, And then physically, some of the ways that I like to de-stress and to sort of just get myself back in balance, like today um, – after a nap, I uh, I went. I made sure I went to the park today, and I just you know touched my tree and I got myself centered. It's just you know, and I also had my chai tea today for whatever reason. Chai tea and I <laughs> we do great, and um, I hadn't had Starbucks at all while I was in California, so that was a whole week. And I was like, okay, off we go to Starbucks, and it just sort of got me sort of reacclimated into my world. That's just my two little things. You have your own personal rituals. It's really important to allow yourself to establish those, and to honor those, and it, whether it's hot sea salt baths or nature walks without the iPod, listening to the earth, listening to the energy, feeling yourself, allowing yourself to be fed, you know. And when you're doing this, and now I'm going to take your questions. When you're when you're doing this, one of the big things, a little nugget I want to give you, or a big nugget, is if you go on a, a nature walk, or even if you're in your house or driving, you can ask the earth and the entire planet and everyone on the planet to contribute to you energy to you, ideas to you, solutions to you. So instead of just sitting in this little tiny symbol in your head trying to figure something out, instead of getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller, all oh, this pain, all oh, this, you know, this problem, this problem, this is my problem, oh my God. Uh, Ascension yourself like growing really, 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 really big, like out of your body, just completely growing and sort of blanketing the entire earth with your energy and saying anyone, anything, any being, any tree, any plant, any 
energy, any angel, whatever it is that's out there, please contribute to my knowing and expand yourself and keep yourself expanded when you have a big issue in front of you. Keep yourself expanded so that you can pull from every potential resource that's out there. We call it divine intelligence, every potential resource. And then allow it to pull in to you. And you will see that you will get so much more insight, intuition, and information by expanding yourself as opposed to getting smaller and smaller and smaller and just thinking, oh, I have to do my little pros and cons list. I got to do, 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 and, you know, getting really small about it. That will shut off the energy and it limits you to what you only know in your mental mind, which is nowhere near as much as you'll know in your, um, you know, in the greater space. I can't believe I did this again, but I actually talked through the entire segment. Sam, just remind me of break time. Okay, so the last segment is going to be completely questions. So go ahead and call in, and then we'll take a quick break. Maybe we'll shorten the break a little bit. And uh, if you want to call in, it's 347-215-9485. It's 347-215-9485. You're listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show. I'm Mari, and we'll be right back. Step back in time to the very beginning, before life as we know it existed. Stones have been on this earth since before the inception of man. They are keepers of ancient wisdom and messages. Tap into the profound wisdom of stones and let your journey begin at the Rock Girl Sacred Stone School. Let the Rock Girl take you back to those ancient days to learn firsthand the language and the secrets of stones. The Rock Girl will teach you how to develop your very own technique of communicating with them, allowing you to embark on your own path of self-discovery. Courses include Reiki, psychic development, chakra balancing and auric cleansing, hands-on healing, and more. Visit sacredstoneschool.com for classes and workshops taught exclusively by The Rock Girl of therockgirl.com. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Dane here. I'd like to invite you to an adventure in being. I've just written and finished a new book called Being You, Changing the World. Are you one of those dreamers? One of those people who've always known that other possibilities should be available, but haven't yet been able to create them as your reality? Well, I wrote this book specifically for you. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com now to begin this journey of discovery with me as I offer you a free audio chapter as my gift to get you started. In it, you'll find tools, processes, and unique perspectives to change the things you've always wanted to change but didn't know how. Are you aware that truly great people, truly being them, is the only thing that has ever created a great change on this planet? Being you changing the world invites you to explore a totally different possibility that you may have never considered before. So, are you willing to step up? Are you willing to truly be you? Then join me at beingyoubook.com now to get your free chapter as my gift to you. I'm looking forward to our journey together. That's beingyoubook.com. What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change the world requires? Are you at a crossroads in your life? Facing big decisions about your life purpose, business, relationships, or other major issues? 
Are you wondering why you may be delayed in getting what you want? Or if you have special guides who are helping you? Then investing in a private intuitive reading with Mari is just what you need. As a third generation spiritual intuitive, Mari has worked with thousands of clients over the past 18 years. During your private session, you will learn who your guides are, receive insight on the core issues that need attention, and get new perspective, clarity, and inspiration on what to do next. To register, go to www.ahamomentsinc.com and click on the Work with Mari tab to get all of the details. There are a limited number of spots each month, so go to www.ahamomentsinc.com for yours now. ever get a hunch about something and ignore it, only to find out later you were right after all? Do you know that you're intuitive but need help interpreting what you get? Need quick answers to burning questions but don't have the time to wait for a private reading? Then Mari's Intuitive Living Oracle Cards are the tool for you. 45 gorgeous laminated cards and a full book of interpretations come together in a beautiful velvet bag. The cards have been designed and energized to give you the answers right now. No more sleepless nights weighing pros and cons. Ask the cards your questions and see what message your intuition has for you. To learn more and get your deck now, go to the store at www.ahamomentsinc.com and click on the intuitive living cards now. That's the store at ahamomentsinc.com. The answers are truly within your reach. Today we're talking about de-stressing, decompressing, getting energizing, getting energizing, getting energized and thriving. So let's get to some questions. How about Elenia in New York? Hi, Elenia. How are you tonight? Hey, Mari. Mari, it's Elena. How are you? Uh, Elena. Hi. Hey. Uh, you know, it's so funny because Sam wrote your name. <laughs> I know. Okay. So anyway, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. What's your question? Um, I'm calling about, um, I've noticed a lot of delays in my life, specifically with my relationship, just a lot of obstacles. And I'm looking for a new job, and there's a lot of obstacles there. And I'm wondering if any of that is going to be clearing up anytime soon. Well, it depends on if you clear you up anytime. I know. And I know you. Yeah, we always when we, when we do talk, we always talk about a relationship. Yeah, this boy thing. You and these boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think what you have to start asking yourself is, eh, relationships also have their own consciousness. Okay, just like when I was talking about business and projects and different things like that. So, you have to start asking yourself, what is it that I'm. I'm unhappy with this in this relationship. Is it that you really, and it feels to me like you have bought into a potential, but not necessarily a reality. And the resistance Uh comes in, in the fact that you have this vision of what you want things to be like, but you have another person with free will involved. Mm -hmm. And his vision is either a different direction or not living up to what you desire fast enough. Mm -hmm. And so, even though you might think that you're 
when you're speaking with him or when you're presenting your side of the story or whatever to him that you're doing it with total neutrality, uh, you're kind of not. You kind of mm-hmm. have this agenda of, okay, I'm trying to get this to march to the beat of my drum. Yeah. And one of the questions you have to ask yourself whenever you're dealing with the guy is, can I accept him exactly as he is right now, warts and all, with no changes whatsoever? Mm-hmm. And if you can say yes, and and you can just sort of cope with whatever it is that you don't like, allowing him to be fully who he is, without any need to change, then you're with the right guy. Mm-hmm. If you feel like he's got to be like a remodeling project, right. then it's time to to ask yourself, it, you know, can you do without the new windows and let him be? Because all you're doing is putting, creating the great divide with this push-me-pull-you. Mm-hmm. And what a guy will do, especially if he likes you um, and he wants to live up to what you desire, which it feels like this guy kind of does, yeah. He will some days turn on and feel all, all energized and strong because he's going to put his best foot forward. And then other days he contracts because he kind of goes back to his real self. Yeah. He's like, I'm too tired. I can't I can't live up to this today. Maybe I'll try again tomorrow. And then you get a good day and then you get a bad day. So that's why you're getting the salt and peppering. Mm. So the question you want to ask is, what about me do I love? And what about me do I desire? Mm-hmm. And create what you desire for your well, what, whatever you want in a man, you should create in yourself first, mm. and then what you'll do is you'll magnetically attract that to you. Okay. So as you're looking at the things you don't like about him, ask yourself and be honest: Do I like these things about myself? Mm-hmm. And if and that's what you have control over, right? You have control over fixing you. Right. You have control over shifting and changing your own point of view of how you look at things. And that's that would be the big test, though. It's a, the big question, um, I'm going to have to get to the next caller, but the big uh-huh. question is, can I accept him exactly as he is, warts and all, with no changes at all? Mm-hmm. Because the situation isn't just going to fix itself. It's only going to fix itself as much as you shift and change within it. Right. Okay, my dear. Okay. That makes sense, yes. All right. Well, keep Thank me posted. You. I will. Welcome. Thanks for calling in. It's good to hear okay. your voice. You too. <laughs> Thanks. Take care. Okay. Bye. Okay. So we have Joanna in Indiana. Hi, Joanna. How are you? Hi, Mari. This is Joanna. I've spoken with you before, and I feel as if this is a personal connection because everything that you have said has spoken to me, feeling constricted. Um, I've had a lifelong career of being a caregiver. I have, you know, been a counselor and been a mom. My office feels foreign. I don't fit into that connection. Nothing matches. I feel tremendous heat, vibration. My energy is huge, but it's very disconcerting because um, I have spoken with you, and then I feel like, what am I doing? I can't change my life. I don't know how to do anything else. Um, you had said something about a mindset, and to me it's uh, mind movement. Everything yes. is moving, and um, it feels like it's it's bigger than me. The vibration is bigger than me. I feel surges, um, and um, I want to grow with it. I'm frightened of it. I'm excited by it, and you had said something about keeping yourself expanded and, and um, 
going with divine intelligence, and I'm wondering what that's about. Well, keeping yourself expanded and going with divine intelligence means that the way that well the way that we look at um oh, let me see how do I explain this if you think of yourself as a thimble, your body mm-hmm. itself is a thimble, but your full true self, your actual Joanna is mm-hmm. this huge ball of energy like the size of the earth. And the thimble, the vessel, is just this little, like literally your body is the size, the relationship of a thimble to the entire planet Earth. So you see how small the thimble is? That's yes. And only a piece of your self, which is let's say the size of the Earth, it's much bigger than that, inhabits that little thimble. So you're really this little body inside this greater self, as opposed to trying to think of a soul in the body. It's mm-hmm. actually the body in the soul. The body wow. within the greater soul. So wow, that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> you caught the energy of that, right? Yes. You're getting the so that changes the perspective. It's the body within the soul, not the soul within the body. When you start to see yourself that way, and we call it the infinite being, the infinite self, okay? When you start mm-hmm. to see yourself as that, that's the expansiveness. Because now that opens you up. That entire portion of you that's outside of the thimble that's navigating around them is helping what's in the thimble manage through the physical incarnation that expansiveness so that's why you see what's happening is you are getting consciousness and getting awareness about that greater self but you were getting you were disoriented because you kind of flip back and forth between your body and that infinite self and your body and you didn't really kind of know the perspective the ratio absolutely right yes so, absolutely now, if you look at it from this point of view, you look at it with this shift, just this little shift. It's like a kaleidoscope. You're just looking at it with this little shift. Okay, so my body now is within my infinite self instead of my infinite self being in my body. Now, orient yourself to the infinite self as opposed to the body. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to be out of the body. That we don't mm-hmm. want because then you really get disoriented. You start to bump into things and all kinds of stuff. It's, it's mm-hmm. not pretty. You want, to, you want to definitely be within the body, but you won't jam yourself in your body when you're aware of the infinite self. See, what happens is people get are, are become completely unconscious about their infinite self. So then they just sort of try to jam into their bodies and they create a lot of pain because they're thinking so small. Mm-hmm. And when you expand yourself and you live in this more expanded spaciousness and you let your consciousness sort of keep um, be in alignment with that big infinite self, it's much easier to get answers or to get awarenesses for the part that's in the symbol, the part that's embodied. And then you can work in concert with each other. So a lot of people say, oh, well, I, I you know, a lot of people, especially in, in our spiritual world, say, oh, I love to be outside of my body and play in the energies, and I got to play, and I got to have astral sex, and oh, I got to do this, and oh, I got to do that on the astral. And it's like it doesn't make sense. Why come and be in an incarnation and not not want to participate and play in your body, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you feel completely disconnected to that greater consciousness, it can get kind of scary in the body because your yes. body doesn't come with all the wisdom. Right. The infinite beingness holds that, and then it feeds it back and forth through the body through your intuition. So one of the things that you can do is to definitely strengthen your intuitive you know, work. Make sure you you do those kinds of exercises and really focus on creating a more flu, a higher level of fluency with your intuition. That makes you feel a lot safer because you now have the language to get the information from the infinite self. 
But that's um, how it communicates. That's very true. Um, I find that I'm good at that. Um, it frightens other people because I feel very connected to that, and I can feel what other people are saying and thinking, and I'm attuned to that. Right now, I'm not as attuned to myself, as you said. Um, I don't know the right questions to ask. Well, the questions you can ask are what... Um First of all, what I would do is talk to your intuition directly and just say, intuition, I'm ready for you to amp up for me personally. Mm-hmm. And you can say, I would like to focus on, well, whenever you get a, a, a thought, a feeling, or an emotion that feels foreign, just ask, who does this belong to? Okay. And you can send it back and just say, I return it to sender with consciousness. Who does this belong to? And I return it to sender with consciousness. Because when you do that, when you return it to sender, then you start to sort of filter out what's not yours. Nine, okay. Like 90, 95% of it isn't yours anyway. So you don't want to start working on stuff that's not yours. But what is yours, you can ask your intuition to amplify itself. I actually personally did this um, myself a couple of weeks ago. I said, you know, I think I need another level. I think that it would be more efficient if I went to a V8 engine. I probably already had a V8 engine. So like a rocket ship, mm-hmm. you know. But I said, I want that for myself. And then mm-hmm. if I need to turn it on because I'm doing a reading or something, so be it. But for for my own personal life, I want a stronger signal. I started to say, and you can ask, this is how you guys can all do it. Ask for a stronger intuitive signal. And you can specify. I'm not talking about reading other people or picking mm-hmm. up on other people's thoughts. I want a clearer, stronger, direct signal to my infinite self. And your infinite self will send it very Good. easily. Very, very easily. It's, it's very simple. Very, very simple. One of the best ways that you can um, strengthen that for yourself, too, is to write, do a lot of journaling. Because one of the things that happens, it feels like in your energy, is that your mental mind starts to analyze. You're very, very smart. And you're very intellectual in addition to being highly intuitive. And that's a very powerful combination, but it can also be very detrimental because it's almost like you're too smart for your own good. Mm -hmm. And you Mm -hmm. can spiritually intellectualize things and then right. you start getting to analysis paralysis of the spiritual consciousness of the whatever and get yes, very true very true so keep it simple okay that's perfect keep it simple okay Does that make it makes a lot of sense you're speaking uh, directly to me i hear it all i've written as much as i can i'll try to take it in and i'll try to uh, do what you've led me to to do thank you so much you're so welcome. Thanks for calling in tonight. Have a great night. You too. Thank you. Okay. So we are counting down to the end of the show. I did have one email question I wanted to read because um, she wrote in. And let me see here. Okay. Um, so, Sam, we're going to keep going until I finish this question. Uh, he's counting me down to say, Mara, you have to get off the air. But uh, it's my show. I can stay on for another minute to, <laughs> to, to answer this question. So this is from Monica in Ohio. She says, regarding your, two, your Tuesday's talk show, I would like to ask you, how can I outgrow emo- an emotional situation with my parents needing to control my life? I love them. However, at age 36, um, I feel I need to stand on my own two feet. I've been dating a man three years younger than me for one year, and we are engaged. In March, we had a verbal fight, and he moved out of my apartment to live with his parents. Now my parents are upset with him and don't want me to talk to him any longer. We see each other every day as often as we can, and we have been talking every day. We are thinking of getting married. How do I tell my parents? I feel trapped between duty to my parents and my heart. I have been um, 
also going through a healing crisis myself. Um, all is coming to the surface. Okay, well, that's a lot of questions for a minute. <laughs> but here's the bottom line, Monica. Um, ask yourself, do you really want this relationship? Um, and is this man the man for you? Because when it is, nobody can stand in the way of that. And that feeling of duty is, is that really your feeling? Or is that your parents feeling projected on you? And that's the good question to ask is who does that really belong to? And when you return that to them, because it feels very much like it's more of your parents' control than you, and recognize that at 36 years old, um, your parents have done their job and that you don't, you know, sometimes parents don't like to let go of you as the child because then they feel they lose their purpose and their sense of purpose and well-being. But that's on them. So what I would do is definitely let that be for them. And then I would say, okay, now that I don't have the excuse of my parents holding me back from this relationship, do I really want this relationship? Is this the guy that really makes my heart sing. Can I be with him without judgment and without changing him, without him making massive changes? Can Is he really the person for me? Ask that question and be really honest with yourself. Your heart, your heart, being true to your heart means asking for you, is this going to be a contribution to me? Is this a contribution to me, to my body? Is this a contribution to my own personal, you know, world to my own personal growth is a, a contribution to my heart can i expand in this relationship in a creative way in a in a generative way can i expand and be greater and experience greater parts of me through this relationship if you get a lot of no's then he's not the guy if you get yeses then by all means go forward and i think all the healing stuff will start to subside but usually if you're having a healing crisis and you're dealing with, you know, that sense of duty, there's a lot of things swirling. And we want to make sure that that relationship is what you truly want and that you're not creating things to sort of create that conflict. So hopefully that helps. It's hard when you're not on the phone live to go back and forth with me so I can get a better idea. But that's what I feel in your energy. So what I would say is um, return all the, the duty stuff to your parents. That's on them. You don't have to, you know, let that drop. You're 36. And really, really focus on what it is you truly desire in your relationship. Okay, so we have come to the end of another AHA Moments radio show. Can you believe it? I made it through after jet lag and a <laughs> five-hour flight and all that stuff. I'd like to say um, to please make sure that you mark your calendars for June 26th for our live event in New Jersey if you're in the area. Or if you want to fly in, that would be good too. We'll get you all the information. Make sure that you sign up for an application for the Intuition Master's Program if you'd like to participate with me and talk to me on a weekly basis. That would be great. Anyway, let's see. I think that's it for tonight. So I always say you truly can have exactly what you want, and you absolutely deserve it too. Until next week, everybody, have a great night. Take care. Bye. You've been listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show with your host, Mari. Be sure to visit her blog and website at www.ahamomentsinc.com. That's A-H-A, moments with an S, inc.com. Also join Mari on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ahamomentsinc and Twitter at twitter.com slash ahamoments. We can't wait to see you there.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.